cover music and life Learn day and night and I grow Over my family so they can thrive Welcome to the Remix the Dead Podcast Ready for Remix the Dead. Yay! Hey guys, how you doing today? This is Ryan Greenwood. I'm Remix the Dead. I am joined with my buddy down in Austin, Texas. He's a little bit more uh, warm today than I am. Uh, it's about 12 degrees out here. But, uh... Ah, shoot. That's okay, I'll keep going. We can edit it out later. No, we're not going to edit it. This is real life. But, my dude... He is a health transformation Jedi. That's what I'm going to call him today. Uh, that's going to be his rap name instead of AD. But you know him as Dr. Adrian Chavez. How you doing today, man? I am doing great. Appreciate that. I love the health transformation Jedi. Dude, you were just you were just changing the universe with with all your all of your uh, your your not mind tricks, but your your gut belly tricks and your health tricks and all that stuff. So thank you for that. Yeah, I. I'm just fortunate to be able to do that, like to be able to really help people in my in in my passion. Like I just, I and we'll talk about it more, but I just got obsessed with the human body and learning more about it, and now I'm able to apply it in such an effective way. Nice, nice. Oh yeah, can you tell us a little little backstory about your little uh, snackable testimony? Uh, it'll it'll be a healthy snack though. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I I got into this field. So I, I have a PhD in nutrition. Got into this field uh, because I was first an athlete, and I was interested in continuing to work with athletes. Uh, I was played basketball my whole life. Was really that's that was all I wanted to do was train uh, athletes. And then I came down with a health issue. So I had a digestive issue went to multiple doctors and they didn't help me. They gave me medications that made it worse. So I started doing some reading. Um, I asked all of them if there was anything I could do with my nutrition or my lifestyle or anything else. They said no. They said what I was dealing with was an infection or stress um, and that they couldn't. So I started doing some reading, made some uh, changes to my diet, massive changes to my diet at that point. I was eating like a really high protein bodybuilder type diet, made some pretty significant changes and then within a month uh, I had a stomach ulcer at that point is what they hypothesized. Um, within a month all of my symptoms were gone uh, and I never dealt with them again. And I realized at that point that what I was doing, all of the obsession that I had with learning about the human body and understanding it from you know, optimizing performance that I could apply that to health and really use nutrition as medicine in cases such as my case, which there's not any good solution from uh, the, you know, taking a medication wasn't a solution and taking a medication most of the time is not a solution. Uh, and I, I realized that opened my eyes to the power of nutrition as medicine. Dude, and you have, I'm going to give a, give your podcast a shout out real quick, your nutrition prescription, nice little snackable uh, podcast right there, it's not very long and I, I enjoy listening to it, so um, can, can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, so um, as a part of what I do now, so I work with clients. I run group programs. So I work with one-on-one clients who have chronic health issues. And then I run group programs as well for more body transformation. Uh, and then I run the podcast. So the podcast is called Your Nutrition Prescription. I publish an episode Monday through Friday, about 15 to 20 minutes long, typically. And I try to cover one topic. Uh, and what I do in those episodes is I really try to give people a unbiased perspective because there's way too many people out here in this nutrition space who are really trying to impress upon others their opinion and their own beliefs. And I really dislike that idea. Like there's, I mean, there's so many people that are like, you know, everyone needs to go keto or everyone needs to go vegan or everyone needs to do intermittent fasting. And with all these topics, there's pros and cons. Like there's, there's pros to going keto for some people, but there's cons and there's a lot of cons for a lot of people. Uh, same thing with vegan, uh, going completely vegan. And, uh, you know, I saw that and my goal, and that's why I call the podcast Your Nutrition Prescription because, you know, I see nutrition as medicine. And then as far as the your part of it is like, my goal is not to indoctrinate you to eat like I do. My goal is to help you to better understand what you need and what's going to work for you and to give you the right information so that you can make that decision. Uh, and too many people are given the wrong information. Uh, and I, and I, got a PhD in nutrition so that I could be giving the right information. I studied this so in depth before even working with anyone or teaching anyone because I wanted to know that I was doing it correctly. And it, yeah, I would get a little bit frustrated on what I see in the health space of there's a lot of marketers and they're not experts. They, they have good stories, they, but they're not experts and they're not, they're not really looking out for the people who they are supposed to be serving's best interest. They're really, they have an opinion. They want people to believe their opinion. I mean, same goes true for people who are like hardcore paleo and hardcore keto and hardcore vegan. They're doing people a disservice by giving bad information about the true pros and cons of, of those nutritional approaches. I uh, I had to make a mental comparison to that. I had a conversation, I think it was with Scott Swanson, uh, couple weeks ago and we were talking about um like food nutrition and stuff and then also comparing it like with music music genres and stuff like Uh i'm i'm a big hip-hop fan i'm not gonna push it on you so and it it does you good i I don't know where i'm going with this i'm so tired (laughs) i had a nice uh i had a nice uh christmas not uh, new year's eve with my wife last night we all fell asleep before noon or not noon midnight <laughs> see i'm so tired uh yeah i went, went to bed before midnight and then midnight hit and i was up from about midnight to about 5 a.m and i was oh wow so i'm if i'm a little scatterbrained today that, that's why <laughs> I, I, last night i let it get to midnight i, I watched the midnight turn and then i went to sleep because i'm normally in bed by 10 nice yeah. Uh, but yeah no exactly so it's like you know just like with music there's there's different like and even for for within the same person like there's different there's different things that are going to serve you when you're in different moods or in different times of your life um different people probably need different types of music that can positively benefit them maybe you're going through a breakup and and certain songs might be what you need to get through that um and this is the same thing with nutrition it's like 
it, it would be like saying, oh, you know, I'm going through a breakup. Oh, well, listen to this song because I like it. Uh, not necessarily like, oh, I think this song might have a good message for you in yeah. your specific situation. Uh, and that's really the difference between what I do and what 95% of people in this space are doing is most people are saying, you're going through a breakup. Let me give you my favorite song that has nothing to do with what your situation. Dude, it just reminded me of, you remember the old uh, TRL on MTV? Or like the radio and stuff. That's what that's, that's what that's what most of those mainstream like nutrition guys remind me of. But yeah, the greatest hit from blah 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 company. But no, you're you're like you're like the re you sound like the record store. Like hey, check this record out. It might might do you some good. I got this record in the back. It just came in. Let's put it on and, and just soothe, soothe the soul, soothe, soothe your mind. Exactly. So. It's like. I'm getting into all of the independent artists. I'm, I'm taking it to the very ground level and trying to understand it as best I can so that I can help personalize it for people. And I'm not just saying, oh, this is the top 10 hits. <laughs> you know, th yeah. this is what gets played on the radio a lot. Like, because um, most of that stuff is garbage. <laughs> Amen, man. Amen. Uh, with that being said, uh, who would be one of your uh, favorite band or artists? So... Now I have to take back what I just said. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm like it's weird. So I don't I I'm I, I, it's hard for me to say this because he's so mainstream. But like Drake, I I've been listening to Drake heavily since like 2008 when nobody knew who he was, and I like comeback season and all these early early uh, albums that he put out. I told all my friends about him early on when I was in college, and I was like, you got to check out this guy. His music's so good, and nobody knew who he was. And now he's, like, been the most popular guy. And yeah. So now it's almost embarrassing for me to admit it because, <laughs> like, everyone thinks, like, you're, like, a, a bandwagon fan or whatever or just because this person's popular. But honestly, like, I just uh, – I really liked his delivery, the way that – I mean, it's just, it was it was a – intellectual process in a way i felt like a lot of his music had a lot of thought behind it and um and I, again i started it was 2008 or two, early 2009 i believe when i first i heard him on one remix of a song i forgot what song it was and then i was like who is this guy and then i started looking in and i found like some of his first albums which were terrible but not terrible they were they sound terrible compared to what he's putting out today because yeah, they, of production they, they were they were beginner status right basement. yeah so the albums that he was like literally putting out from the basement i was like wow this guy is gonna blow up and i would i would like tell all my friends about him they're like why do you like this guy so much and i'm like I, I i don't know i just feel like he's gonna he's gonna get really popular and then you know three years later two and a half years later it's like number one everything for yeah. first yeah, when did he actually, like, blow up, man? I think it was about 2010 or 11. It was it was about a year and a half or two years after I had, like, first heard about him. And he, he had, like, so he put out, what was that album, uh, So Far Gone okay. with Lil Wayne. So little, they were on almost every track together. And that was when people started to really know about him. But it was prior to that, prior to that album when... And that album, I just like, <laughs> that was the one that I just like introduced everybody to. I was like, you have to listen to this. Come on. Like, this is the best. It's really good music. Um, so sad to say, <laughs> but but uh, from that perspective of like how mainstream he is, but I still really appreciate his music and uh, 
you know, he definitely throws in the pop stuff that I just cannot listen to. Yeah. And a lot of his, in a lot, there's, there's like four or five songs in every album that I'm just like, I, I can't listen to that. Like, I I don't like that at all, but uh, I I feel like he's still um, just a really good artist overall. Yeah. I I I definitely have to agree with you. I, I like some, some of his early stuff, but then after a certain amount, when other people came in and started working with him, I'm like, eh, so. Yeah, and then he started doing. Yeah, no, I, I get it. There's, there's, a lot of his songs with other people I just can't even listen to because I can't handle a lot of this modern rap stuff where it's just like can't even tell what they're saying. I cannot handle that. Like I need, I need some actual lyrics with substance and articulation, man. Exactly. So, so. Would, would one of his albums be one of your go-to albums, your favorite album? Ooh, so far gone. I think that's just, it, it might be just because of that's like the album that he put out that people actually started to listen to it. And I had already been like telling everyone like, <laughs> oh, this is, a, you got to check this guy out. Um, but yeah, I, and I also just listened to it so much when I was like, in, I was in college. That was like my senior year of college, I think, or, or first, first, uh, like my graduate, my first year of my master's degree. So I listened to that one a lot. Um, and uh, that, that's probably the one that I actually went back and, and played it recently. Uh, so I normally, like, I just went back and downloaded it all and, and went back through it again. And it was, like, so much nostalgia for uh, with it. So I, I always have to say so far gone. You get that nice warm feeling inside? Or... Yeah. So uh, kind of trickle down, what would be, your, like, your go-to song then? go-to song so right now uh i like so from the most recent album elevate uh so it, what's scorpion uh in the most recent album scorpion that he put out this this summer uh elevate is probably my favorite one uh there's also another one jaded and there's a couple that like he has a lot of he has a lot of good breakup music, so uh, <laughs> I think that's part of it too. Is like there's been times in my life where going through that situation where uh, a lot of his music is just it it, it helps. Yeah, it's 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 your pers- your uh, music prescription, right? It's it's yeah, your own. Yeah, and I mean, and, and again. <laughs> my music changes all the time. Like sometimes I'm listening to R and B. Sometimes I'm listening to hip hop. Sometimes I'm listening to like indie music. Sometimes I could be listening to country music. You know, it's, I I have a very broad range of, of things that I enjoy. Um, and, and again, it's different music for different environments and, uh, different phases in life. And, uh, yeah, Texas, man, it's a, it's a melting pot for all, kinds of music man all kinds of genres yeah i used to hate country music but growing up in uh or so going to college in central texas we had like a massive country scene like texas country scene there's uh, like 15 minutes from green hall i'm not sure if you've ever heard of that there's another place called cheatham street these are like so back then um so there's like eli young band and roger crager and there's a, a bunch of other guys that got really popular when I was in college, these guys were playing shows for free in, in like, just college bars, basically. <laughs> um, so I developed an appreciation for country music during that time when 
before I was, I mean, I grew up in, I grew up in the hood <laughs> pretty much. Like I grew up in a very rough area. Uh, so you couldn't listen to anything besides hip hop. Yeah. Like you would get criticized. Like I remember turning, I remember listening to like some type of rock song when I was younger and being told like, that's, that's white people music. You can't listen to that. <laughs> like, uh, so I, you know, growing up, it was 100% hip hop. Like I, I felt, again, I felt criticized or I was criticized. If you listen, like you could not listen to anything else. Like people would make fun of you, uh, in the area that I grew up in, uh, because it was, you know, it's all Hispanic and, and uh, African American. But, uh, after that, my music, uh, my, the exposures to different, I, I got started getting exposed to all sorts of different music and, you know, got really into like Lincoln Park when I was in high school and uh, all these different, you know, things that three years prior, like I had not even considered as music. Uh, so, so that's a, that was, that's an interesting thing about it too, is like a lot of my music preference was strongly uh, influenced by, by just the way that I grew up, which I mean, everyone's is. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much there. I want to, I, I just want to dive into what, what you just said. Um, but no, with like a, a lot of the, a lot of the places where you go, the environments that you go, I can definitely relate to that. Cause when I was mm -hmm. hanging out in Broomfield, predominantly white at the time, you played hip hop, you'd get, you'd get looked at funny. Mm -hmm. You go down to a, like Aurora, Montbello, South Denver area, you play country or some kind of like kid rock or something you'd get looked at funny and I get looked at funny sometimes down there still just for I'm a white guy so <laughs> but uh yeah I I couldn't imagine if I would have played, played country music growing up like I couldn't imagine the type of criticism that oh, yeah. I would have gotten in the neighborhood that I grew up in if I had country music on and I was like listening to country music that would have been I would have, I would have never, I would have probably got beat up to be honest. Like I, I, I would have probably been like outcast in, in my, uh, in, in all the social, social circles that I was in. Yeah. We had a, we had a pastor. He, uh, I walked in, uh, it wasn't like a formal service or anything, but I walked into the church with an Eminem shirt on. It was like an Eminem, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg shirt. And he, Oh, and he had something to say about that, but it, he, Pulled, pulled me aside and was like, you shouldn't be. I'm like, man. And that's, and that, and that it goes exactly to, uh, I mean, tying it back to the nutrition is there, there's people, if, if that frustrates me too, when people are judging other people about like what they're doing without having an open mind. Yeah. Like, I, I give guidance, I give education, but like, if you want to do, if you want to do whatever you want to do with regard to nutrition, you go on ahead. Like, that's not my, that's not my, choice and that's not my place to judge you and tell you what to do um and and it's you know i think like like you said it's you, that that was speaking to you like that that music was speaking to you in some way and maybe he should have been more open-minded about why why is that music speaking to you what about that is drawing you in maybe and maybe if he would have been more open-minded about that he could have potentially influenced you in, in a in a more positive way uh, by you know studying that like for example when I see there's one thing there's a so there's one thing that, that I think about so a lot of people are doing like a carnivore diet right now which yeah. is kind of crazy 
Okay, but because I saw a lot of people starting to do that, rather than just dismiss it, although it is kind of crazy, <laughs> um, uh, but there are there is an application to it. And because I was open-minded about it, because I listened to the people who were basically influencing others to, to do this diet, um, and because I took the time to dive in to see if there was any potential benefit to it, um, now I understand it now. And I can speak with someone who is doing that in, in a way where I'm not judgmental. I understand why they're doing it, and I understand the potential benefits they could be getting from it, and I can connect with them better. Uh, so, yeah, I think that not having an open mind and judging people uh, in that regard is just you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, do you play a lot? Does your son play a lot of music at the house, or like Disney movies, or anything like that? So uh, he he has very particular taste in music. So is, is uh, it? Is it? Is it but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. He has like a couple of hip hop songs that he likes. Yeah. And he wants to keep going back to them. Yeah. And it's basically every day he'll say, when we're in the car, put on this song, uh, put on this song. And and he has like four or five different songs that he just rotates. <laughs> yeah, because I was just thinking, because I have a little girl and she's going to be five here in 29 days, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, listening to let it go all the time and from frozen listening to all those disney princesses and then listening to a couple other uh songs that she selects i can't i can't stand them some of them but getting down on that level just like you said and understanding it's it's reaching her in some some sort of way i have to kind of step back and kind of look look at where I was at and look where where she's at and where she's going and I have to keep that open mind so that, that's where I was getting at with that yeah yeah considering like you know what about what about these songs is really drawing your daughter in and how you know how how can you learn from that is I think really important yeah and then um, it was funny the other day I was playing who was I playing uh, I think I was playing like I was playing some rap stuff. Um, no, it was Ice Cube. It was the new Ice Cube album. That's what it, that's what it was. And Ice Cube has a new album, dude. Yes, <laughs> I had no idea. He, I, I, I talked about it with uh, Cliff Jones on his pod, <laughs> podcast interview. Um, he took it back to the NWA days, man. He's did he? F you. Everything's corrupt. Uh, Government authority, whatever. I, I don't. I don't give a. He he tore he tore it up, man. I've got to check it out. So uh, I had no idea he had a new album. But yeah, he. I was listening to his new album, and uh, Ice Cube said a couple of colorful words, and my daughter's like, "Oh, Dad, he said a bad word." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I know he said a bad word, but we're we we don't say that, do we?" And using that as a teachable moment and stuff. That that uh, and I and I told her I was like, hey, I listen to this sometimes, but I don't listen to it all the time, because I want to. It kind of took it back to the whole nutrition thing with her too. Like, hey, it's kind of like when we eat too much candy, our stomach's gonna hurt, and we're gonna we're gonna get backed up, and it's gonna hurt when we poop. Oh, okay. So this is your candy right now, and I was like, I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> 
so that's a really good point i do that with pretty much everything uh as far as like watching television like all the entertainment stuff with my son i, I tell him the exact same thing because uh, he knows i mean with the nutrition he knows like he knows what's good he knows what's bad or like not good and bad i don't like to use those terms but he knows what's what's going to be healthy for him and what's not and what he should be eating regularly um and when he goes with his mom he eats so i'm single dad my son leaves for a couple of weeks every year because he has I have full custody of him uh and he will come back and like he asks for vegetables <laughs> and oh, really? because it's completely the other side with his mom and, and i mean when he's here he complains about it all the time but uh he connects that to how he feels and and uh, I also will point out sometimes to him how the entertainment that he's like, so he'll watch a bunch of episodes of something in a row, like rarely, but I will let him do that if I need the time. Uh, sometimes on the weekends, I got to get some work done and I'll let him sit in front of the, the iPad for two hours and then he'll he'll be like whiny afterwards. Every time there's always behavioral issues after I let him sit in front of it. And, and I always point it out to him and he's like, you're right. Like he, 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 uh, and how old is he again? He's five. Five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, I try to make those connections with him and I've, I've been doing it with nutrition for so long. He's very well aware of how food affects his body. Um, and he, I don't know how many times he's gotten a stomach ache from eating too much. Like from go, every time we go to a party, not every time, <laughs> but pretty frequently we, when we go to a party, he gets a stomach ache because he just goes crazy. Um, and I let him go crazy because I want him to have a stomach ache. Like I would normally like, I'm like, uh, that, that makes me uncomfortable, but I'm like, if I just let him keep going, he's going to feel it. And I don't even have, like, it's not my responsibility. Now, now it, it's a self limiting thing for him now in the future because, uh, I just pointed out to him. He'll tell me, Oh, my tummy hurts. And I'm like, mm -hmm. why, <laughs> why, why does it hurt? Um, and I think the same can be true for, I mean, like, for example, I, I catch myself doing this too. If I'm listening to too much hip hop, like it, it affects my brain. Uh, like it, it, it has me thinking in a different way. I know that I need to get other inputs. Uh, and, and just like you said, it's, it's, uh, it's, it is kind of junk food. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the, the type of hip hop that, that is popular is a lot of it's junk food. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll leave it at that, man. <laughs> so, uh, what uh, what side projects are you looking looking forward to in uh, 2019 and beyond? So, 2019, uh, one of the things. And you're that, my um, you're my first guest for 2019. So awesome! Yeah, so, so uh, thank you. I, <laughs> I I am honored to be the first guest. So in 2019. Uh, one of the things that I am really excited about, and it's just, it's funny. Um, so I said that I was, I, I just silliness. Like I, I, I'm Hispanic. I, I eat Mexican food. It blows my mind when people say like, oh, you eat tacos and you're a nutritionist. I'm like, what? You, what how, how does that not align with you? You, you? Like, I feel like too many people have been listening to other people who tell them that you have to be like super restrictive to be healthy. Um, so what I want to do or what I'm going to do yeah. in 2019 is I'm writing a book, um, and it's going to be called the taco diet and I'm going to make fun of every other diet book in there by just making ridiculous claims about how eating tacos is going to heal your life. Um, 
and I'm gonna back it up with science, like, cause I can. I know I can. Like, I'm gonna put in scientific research studies to back up almost everything that I say, uh, because I want to make it very clear to people on the deception that many other diet books are, are putting out. Is you know, first line is gonna be taco diet is not a diet, but it's a way of life. Because I keep hearing people say that stuff about different diets, and it's like, no, it's just the way you're eating. Like, it's not a way of life. It's just you're eating this way. Um, so I, I'm really excited about that because I think it's just going to be hilarious, number one. And then number two, like I'm really going to put together some solid recipes. And then at the end, I'm, I mean, I'm going to give people a practical, a, some practical application. So it's going to be mostly satire, but there's going to be a couple of chapters of like, look, this is what really matters. And there's going to be a blueprint for if you seriously want to eat only tacos for a period of time, like if you want to go, I'm, I'll probably do eight weeks. Like I'm going to have the eight week taco diet transformation blueprint in there as well. So it will be set up to where is if someone seriously wants to eat tacos only for eight weeks, I will teach them how to do that and actually lose weight and get healthier. Yes. So, so I'm excited about that just because I think that one is just going to be, you know, I think it's going to be funny. Um, and, you know, there's, I'm, I'm a serious, like, I'm mostly a serious guy. <laughs> um, but I, I think that that's going to just give people an opportunity to uh, see nutrition for what it really is. In, in many cases, or see a lot of these books and, and, you know, diet plans for what they really are. It's just a whole bunch of made up BS and then I can also interject the real information that people need to know in there in a way that's going to be more entertaining and keep people more engaged. And then that'll also show people a lighter side of you, too, so they, so they can, oh, okay, well, he's not just a big old brain. He's got a sense of humor in there, too. <laughs> I'm trying to do that. I mean, I, I always... I feel like getting my PhD like kind of beat it out of me, <laughs> like in 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 academia. Um, it really, I mean, that's like getting. I used to write research papers. Like this is like the most dry writing you can possibly imagine, and like it's supposed to be that way. Um, so everything has to be to the point. Everything has to be backed by science. Everything has to be very carefully stated in the environment that I came from. And I feel like going through that training process of getting a PhD and getting my graduate, getting a couple of graduate degrees and being in graduate school for six years, basically taught me how to not be in, like how to take that, you know, any part of me that wasn't serious out. And since I've been, uh, you know, on my own and, and uh, so I, I worked at a university for a year and then I left my job and started my online business, I've been trying to get more comfortable in who I am again uh, because I do feel like I was like trained out of that like I used to have a more lighthearted approach to everything and it was just like okay that's not how it works yeah. in here that's not how it works in graduate school um, and, and beyond because I was you know I was applying for jobs as a professor and writing research papers and within all that like you cannot interject actual uh, any type of anything that's not completely dry. It's like research papers get to the point. <laughs> you know, it, you 
state a fact, get to the point, state another fact. Like there's no actual story behind it. There's there's no entertainment behind it. And I'm trying to, you know, really get back to that more uh, because I feel like that's what really helps people is like they they need to see the real the real person. Um, and there's two, again on that side of things, there's a lot of people that are putting out a uh, unrealistic version uh, of what you know. There's a lot of nutrition people that are putting out an unrealistic version of what they're doing. Like I just had tacos right now. Um, hey, like, me too. Is, High five. Yeah. <laughs> and like you know, there's so many people that like yeah, they will. They'll do that stuff, but they don't show other people. They pretend like they eat this like super duper clean diet, and that it's like an unattainable beauty slash health standard that many people think that they have to, to, to go towards. And I want people to understand, like, we're all human. Like, this is, you should enjoy your food. You shouldn't just eat stuff that's bland and eat chicken and broccoli every meal. Like, that is not the way to go. Um, if you want to sustain this for the long term, you have to enjoy it. You have to understand that you're human and you're going to mess up. You have to be realistic about your expectations. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So when you're going through all that, I, I want to kind of back up when you're going through all the grad school stuff and uh, the professor and, uh, and the essays and all the p term papers and stuff. Did you feel like a robot and like you didn't have any room for creativity and and like joy? Not 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 uh, not joy, but like just that. Just be yourself and you lost your identity. Did you feel like that? So, yes, I did. I had no room for a creative outlet. Fortunately, um, as I was finishing up my PhD, I created a program and I started teaching. Uh, and so I got to teach like uh, nutrition to to uh, families and, and community centers throughout the Phoenix area where I was at. And that allowed me a little bit of a creative outlet, but my creative outlet has always been basketball. So like I can... I'm okay with almost being a robot a lot of times if I can go, if I can play. And I, when I was doing my PhD, I would play every day at noon, um, three day, three to five days a week. Um, and that was my creative outlet because for me, basketball is, that was my creative outlet growing up. That was my home, my safe haven. Like I would just go to the court by myself, work on my game. And that was that was my way out is what I thought when I was younger. Who's your, uh, who's so, your team? What'd you say? Who's your team? So I don't have a team. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very, I don't, uh, so I love playing. I stopped watching basketball. I stopped watching everything about 10 years ago. Okay. Uh, I don't have a television in my house or I have a television, but I don't turn it on. I have no cable or anything. Like I don't, I don't do a lot of that stuff. I, I like certain players, um, but I'm not a big, team person because I'm like, well, I can't stay loyal to that team because the players always change and I don't like all the players. Like I used to love the Houston Rockets, but honestly, I don't really like James Harden. Uh, so I don't like the, I stopped <laughs> liking the Rockets when he went there pretty much. Um, I mean, and I, I actually appreciate his game a lot more now, but when he first got to the Houston Rockets, I hated it. Um, and I stopped, I stopped rooting for them because I was, I was like, I, this guy's a ball hog takes bad shots and makes terrible decisions and I don't I don't like watching them anymore like uh so you know for me I appreciate talented players um and, and that's kind of 
you know, I, I have certain players that I like to watch play and uh, that I really appreciate, but uh, I don't have any type of like team loyalty. I just uh, I appreciate the game in general. Like I and I don't watch it like during the season, but in the play when the playoffs come around, like I, I just it, it's beautiful to me <laughs> the the game of basketball. I don't know. I've always had um, I've always had some pretty strong self limiting beliefs, and I think a lot of that came from one my expectations on myself but just just the way I grew up and uh, everyone I don't I didn't know anyone that went to college I didn't know anyone that wasn't on welfare like before I was like 12 you know um so that I had these high ambitions but I always thought like I'm this kid from this you know neighborhood that m- most of my a lot of my friends are in jail now uh, you know, and, and so in that, you know, most of my life, I've had very strong self-limiting beliefs in that regard. Um, but now uh, I have luckily been fortunate enough to really surround myself with a group of men. And I'm sure you've spoken about the alliance on this podcast. What is, what is that? What, who's that? Who? <laughs> the Dad's Edge Alliance. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's that's really helped me a lot uh over the last couple of years you know I, I get to see all these men that i look up to and then you know they they look up to me in many ways and that just uh you know that that's been big in in really changing my own self-perception uh but now i'm, I'm starting to understand and starting to see myself like kind of get comfortable in my own skin and, and you know i used to i used to compare myself to like oh well I, you know, this person's smarter than me. They're, they they know so much. And um, now I'm realizing that my value is, you know, it's not necessarily being the smartest person in the world or uh, it's 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 what I can bring to the table in certain situations. So uh, I do, you know, at this point, I feel like, you know, people do see me as a knowledgeable authority who is personable, who can, uh, who can take complex topics and make them simple and easy to understand and you know that's that's what I've always wanted to do uh and and I've probably been seen as that person for longer than I knew but there's just those self-limiting beliefs that and then when you don't hear other people say it it, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to convince yourself of that (laughs) like uh but now I you know it's on it's a daily basis where someone's like tagging me in a post or, or, you know, reaching out to me and saying, Hey, someone else referred me and said, you're amazing. Uh, and then when I get that stuff on a daily basis, it's really impacted me significantly. I'm like, okay, I am that guy. Like I am that authority figure who's, who's really, you know, I know what I'm talking about and I, I bring value in that I can take that information and help people to apply it in their lives. Yeah, you definitely do make make it a lot simpler, and you you inspire a lot of people, man. So thank you for that. Um, then you kind of you you touched on this too, uh, like how you see yourself. I want to I want to kind of take that question a little bit on a different path. Like, how do you see yourself now compared to how you seen yourself before the Dad's Edge Alliance? So. To be honest, I just felt lost. Um, like I, I've always, I've always had a vision for what I wanted to do with my life. Like I, I uh, from 
from the perspective of like career wise, I always knew the direction that I was going to take. And I always believed that I was going to be successful in that area because I work hard and I put in the hours. Uh, but you know, at that point I didn't, I didn't see myself as like necessarily like a good person overall. Um, whereas now, and it's probably also because a lot of the work that I put in through this group and through, you know, uh, just self-development in general and personal development. Now I truly do see myself as like, you know, I'm just, I, I have good intentions. I'm trying to do positive things. I work hard. I, you know, I, I see the positive qualities in myself and see myself as an overall good person. Whereas before it was kind of like, yeah, I do these things good, but then I also have these negative things. And, you know, it's sometimes I get mad at my son. So that makes me, you know, a terrible person in that regard. And it's like, now I know that just makes me human <laughs> and, and I'm doing the best that I can. So uh, that, that perception of that self-perception has definitely changed over time and, and more positive uh, towards like just how I see myself overall. Yeah, it's awesome to have like those those people, those influencers, and those just that community to hold up that mirror to you and be like, "Here, this is really how we how it is, how how we see you, how you are." Instead of always being um, in our heads and telling ourselves pretty much lies. So, because I, I was I was the same way, man. Because bef- before, yeah, it's that bef- constant bef- conversation uh, that unless you learn how to overwrite it. Um, or unless you had a really good upbringing where it was all positive. Yeah. Uh, but most of us don't, yeah. <laughs> or many of us don't. Yeah. Cause I grew up, I, cause I had a conversation with the guy the other day and he helped me break through some stuff. Um, he, he was, he was asking about like what, what's holding me back a lot of times. And I told him, I was like, I still see myself as that skinny little white guy who, who can't skate, who can't talk right, who isn't smart enough, who and people don't like me. I'm, I'm that kid. They see me, but they, I'm not supposed to be heard. Mm-hmm. And like, I even had that feeling today before we got on the call. I was like, Oh shoot. Well, oh. but then I, I got on the call with you and it was like, all right, let's do it. I'm tired. I'm s- slipping over my words a little bit, but let's, let's do this, man. And I'm, you're, it's, this podcast has been going for a year now. It'll be, I think I released the first episode in mid-January, so. Mm. And there, yeah. So you just have to curb those limiting beliefs and just keep going and find people who, who, who enjoy what you're doing, who are uh, edified and lifted up from it, and, and just work with them and just, just keep moving forward, so. Yeah, and that's the value of really surrounding yourself with. I think I think surrounding yourself with good people is probably one of the most important things you can do there. And many of us don't have control over that early on in life. We we just don't. And you know, just many people are, are they're just misery likes company. You know, and many people are unhappy and and uh, they they like to you know project that onto everyone else. Um, but at, that's a beautiful thing about adulthood is like we can choose. <laughs> so any friends that are not insanely positive in my life, 
they're not in my life anymore. Uh, and anyone that I bring in now is going to be someone who is going to be encouraging, uplifting, who's going to care for my well-being. Um, otherwise, it ain't happening. Uh, they're not. They're not getting any any part of my my life. And luckily, I've you know when you start to create those those restrictions and be you know be very conscious about who you let into your life and who you spend time with uh that's huge i mean that i think that's pretty much everything like that's that's your mindset is you know you know people say you're the average of the five people you're around like it really is that like just if you put those five great people around you who believe in you and who who uplift you and who who not are gonna like just tell you everything's fine and dandy all the time um but but who truly do see the good in you um that's when you can really switch that around and you know part of that is so for me part of it was getting away from my son's mom so i had you know i i had a long really tumultuous relationship with my with my son's mom uh i we we she got pregnant with my son like right after or during a basically on and off relationship i had to I had to do a lot to get custody of my son. Um, I had to do a lot just to see him. Uh, so, which is why I made every effort to get custody because it was, it was, she was just making it difficult. She was so negative towards me. Um, and just getting away from her was probably one of the biggest breakthroughs as far as like mindset goes for me is like I, the, one of the biggest voice in my head was, or the biggest outside voice was one that was consistently negative. Uh, and uh, someone who, didn't believe in me, I guess. So I'm, I'm writing a note. Um, I wanted to ask you another question. Uh, what would be one thing that you would like say to dads in your situation, man? As far as like single, single parent, single parent, and maybe the other parent isn't, isn't as cooperative. And then also holding those and kind of go dive back into holding those boundaries. Um, you just said it and this so boundaries boundaries is what did it for me and i was encouraged so much by the by the guys in the alliance to do this but they're you know not i mean there's i don't communicate with her anymore you know it's it's strictly her taking my son and coordinating that i do not communicate with her outside of that i don't talk about my life i don't talk about her life if she talk if she asked me like anything and it's not related to Jace. I do not, do not get involved. Uh, I she she is not, uh, and that that's one of the things. Like if you have that type of person, to the best of your ability, just separate yourself. Put those boundaries up. Don't engage in conversation. Don't don't allow them to to get into your space. Um, and when I was able to do that, uh, was really when my life started to turn around, uh, to be honest, like I always, I always wanted to start a business and I wanted to, when I was getting my PhD, but she, uh, didn't encourage that. And she, you know, it's just, it, it, and I can't blame it on her at all, uh, for sure, because, you know, it's my own self-limiting beliefs and it was my own choice of of what I'm going to do. But, uh, I did realize that once I put those boundaries up, once I separated myself, I just had so much clarity, so much more clarity, so much more peace. 
uh, started to really get back to who I was. Um, so yeah, if, if you're going through that, you know, it's first thing I want to say is, you know, it's usually going to be temporary. Uh, you know, especially once you put those boundaries up, uh, you're going to, you can make that struggle period much shorter. If you put those boundaries up and you respect yourself enough to say, okay, I'm not going to engage with this person under any circumstances, unless it's directly related to something that we need to do together for our child. Um, for me, I had to get custody because I, I was having to, she was going from place to place, uh, city to city. I would have to like go visit him in different cities uh, because she lived in Dallas for a little bit. She was in Florida for a little bit. Um, she actually moved to Hawaii for a little bit before she had him though. And she was planning on staying there with him. So she was making it difficult for me to see him. So I started building my case from day one. Uh, the first time I saw that, I'm like, okay, every single time she made it difficult, I documented it. I documented everything that I possibly could uh, to build my case to get custody because for me, I knew that I was always going to, it was always going to be a stress on my life if I had to rely on her. And I didn't get custody to try to like take him away from her. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm open with her about letting her visit him when she wants to. Uh, but for me, I knew I needed that control because she was very toxic uh, to me. And, and it was making my life like it was just making my life so difficult. So if you're in that situation, I do recommend building that case to get as much control as you can back. Uh, because in my circumstance, because we weren't married, I had no rights. Like I had no rights from the beginning. She was trying to keep me off the birth certificate. Uh, but luckily, I, I, I was able to, uh, I just kind of showed up uh, and, and was able to, to, to get on the birth certificate so I could have that visitation right off the bat. Um, but she was saying that she was going to make me do a DNA test and I was going to see him for like six months because that's how long it was going to take to uh, really establish my paternity um, in court. And I couldn't, if I wasn't on the birth certificate, I couldn't even legally see him. So... You know, I and she was telling me this stuff. She was telling me that that's you know that's how she was going about it, and I just started building that case from day one. Had all that stuff documented. So you know, not I, I, I'm guessing there's not many people listening who are in that situation. But if you are, you know, I, I highly recommend just trying to take back your power in any way that you can. Many, you know, states are favorable towards women, uh, but if you just keep doing your absolute best. Um, I was showing up, I was flying in from out of state at least once a month. I was doing everything that I could to be the best dad that I could to my son and wasn't really concerned about, you know, I was just doing my best to block everything that she was doing out of it and just show up for him no matter what. And through that, I was able to, to gain those rights. And, and, and now, you know, I get to wake up with my little guy every day, uh, which, which I wasn't able to do before. There you go, man. That, yeah, that's powerful, man. That's. Thank you for sharing that with with me and the audience, man. So we're gonna we're gonna lighten it up a little bit. Um, Cause how old are you? Thirty one. Thirty one. So yeah, you're you're around my age. Um, and I know you don't have the the TV going a lot in the house, but when you were younger, which cartoon could you relate to the most? Or even now too, if you want. Cartoon. Um... So I, I didn't, I didn't ever watch cartoons. Uh, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, 
I don't ever remember watching cartoons or a, su- um, or a superhero. Do you do you have a superhero or anything? So I I I started watching Power Rangers. Um, yes, Power yes. Rangers was my was my thing. It wasn't cartoons. I was like five, and that I I was obsessed. And I'm just that type of person that like I'm just like I get obsessed with one thing, and that's what I do. So like. I didn't watch a lot of different cartoons, but I watched Power Rangers all the time. Uh, I don't ever remember even watching anything else, uh, but I did watch a lot of that. And, uh, you know, I just, I saw that. that Up there in the corner, I don't know if you could see it. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Power Rangers thing. Cool. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was my, I mean, uh, you know, I was just fascinated by these superheroes that would go out and save the world and uh you know to me they were just you know they're normal kids but they're superheroes and that was like really cool to me so i think it was the power rangers that was like a big influence in that way um and i don't know if have you gone on netflix and looked up power rangers recently yeah there's like 37 of them yeah I was like, yeah. my son said, "Hey, I want to watch Power Rangers." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll let you watch Power Rangers." That's like that's nostalgia for me. Um, and then I looked it up on Netflix, and I'm like, "What in the world? Like, yeah, wow, they, where where did these come from?" Yeah, they like multiplied, um, man. <laughs> All there, these there universes. Really like, I think there's like over 30 different Power Rangers on Netflix. Yeah. And ba- like back then, it was it was like there's just power rangers yeah. like there's just there was one um and now there's just so many but it's cool to see that you know that's that's continued on i, I had no idea that, that power rangers was even still around until my son mentioned it this was like two weeks ago <laughs> he was like hey i want to watch power rangers i'm like number one where did you even hear that um and then when i looked it up on netflix i was i we had to have the talk i was like look man <laughs> this is not power rangers there's only one real power rangers <laughs> and, and, <laughs> And we're gonna have to we're yes. gonna have to introduce you to that yes. at some point because all of this I don't know what this is but uh, this is not the same. That's like having that drug talk with your kid. It's like, what is this? Back in my day, <laughs> we had dirt weed. What is what is this? <laughs> yeah, like that's that's what I felt like. I was like, Jace, back in my day, we had one Power Rangers. Like there was just one. <laughs> It's like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, you know, he's five. He has no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, that's but, hilarious. Um, yeah, it was funny. Uh, so, so yeah, that that's definitely it, Power Rangers. Which, uh, which, which one? Which, uh, the blue one, red one, green one, white one? Oh, I forget the guy's name. Uh, it was a Blue Ranger. Blue Ranger, Billy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I liked them all though. <laughs> And, and uh, another question: uh, Have you seen Have you seen the recent movie that they that they came out with a year or two ago? I have not. They they did a different twist on it, but they still uh-huh. they still kept the same character names as the original. Oh, did they? So, but yeah, it's it's not bad. It it might be a little uh little much for the little guy, but because we were watching it one time and there's a scene in there where it, it's a little creepy, so. Might, might have to cover his eyes. Yeah, yeah. Or explain to him, be like, "Hey, might 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 come in." So, <laughs> but uh, uh, if somebody was to write a biography about your life, what would the what would the title be? Oh, that is 
such a good question. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I, I, I'm like see myself and I'm proud of in myself is like, I have molded my own path. So it would have to do with something along those lines, like, uh, not necessarily pioneer, but like, I feel like every step of the way, I just, I had a vision and I had absolutely no blueprint or no idea how I was going to make that happen. Like, for example, when I first uh, fixed my digestion, I made the decision that I was going to be a doctor, but with nutrition. (laughs) And people, everyone was like, what are you talking about? Like, this does not exist. (laughs) Like, you can't. You can't use nutrition as medicine in that way. And now that's what I do. And I had no idea how I was going to make that happen. I just thought, okay, maybe I'll just go get a PhD in nutrition and learn all I can about it. And that'll set me up for it. And then when I was doing my PhD, everyone's like, no, that doesn't exist. You can be a professor. Like (laughs) this, you going out and you know, working with people with chronic health issues and teaching them how to do their nutrition, that that's not going to happen. Like that's unrealistic. So, you know, I, I don't know, I can't think of a like catchy title for it, but I think something that would kind of describe that idea of like just blindly going forward and paving my own path uh, is something that I think I've done pretty well throughout my life um, without I mean, and it's not necessarily a good thing. Like, I wish I had better guidance in in many different uh, parts of my life. But, you know, I just kind of saw something that I wanted and just put my head down and went after it in in many different, you know, many different phases of my life. Early on, it was basketball. Um, You know, I had no I had terrible coaches. Uh, I didn't have parents that helped me or anything like that. But I went from being one of the worst players on the team in seventh grade to by 10th grade, you know, best player in the school and and getting, you know, district recognition and all that. Uh, So I did that completely me on a court by myself with a vision, Uh, just over and, you know, putting in those reps all the time. I was doing three, four hours a day solo uh, on the basketball court. And I feel like I've done that in every phase of life of like, I just catch on to a vision and then I just start working in that direction. Now though, I'm lucky. I feel like I've, I have the maturity to know that now it's wise when I see that vision to see anyone else who has something similar and, and then go try to learn from them. Uh, but at that point with no guidance, you know, most of my life, I felt like I've just pretty much paved my own path. I like that. I like that. Uh, we're running running short on time. Um, I like to ask my my friends, my guests. Uh, do you have any questions for me? What is your favorite album? My favorite album. Uh, it's changed actually, because. Um, my go-to album, it was the Blackout album by uh, Method Man and Redman. La, 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 la. Oh, okay. Because um, it was just, it had a c- compilation of just 
those two and then had a whole bunch of other rappers on there. And then um, it's recently changed to, uh, I'd have to go with like Andy Minio and Words Played. Uh, Magic and Bird, that, yeah, that's the name of the album. And it's just, it's just fun. It's just a fun, upbeat album. And I seen him in concert. That's actually where I got this shirt I'm wearing. I got, got it from the concert. Um, somebody asked him, hey, what was your concept? What was your vision for the title? And he was just like, a fun workout album. And I was like, dude, that, it fits it perfectly. So what's it called? Uh, Magic and Bird. Magic and Bird. Yeah, he kind of they kind of play off the whole uh, Magic Johnson. Magic Larry. Johnson versus. Yeah, yeah. So, and who is it? Andy Minio and who else? Andy Minio and Words Played. Okay. So I've heard of Andy Minio before. Some one of my friends knows him. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, like I've, I mean, I've seen them in pictures together. Uh, like I think they're actually. Like, he knows him decently well. well. Uh, I think... Uh, He's from Houston, right? Yeah. No, uh, Andy Minio's from New York. But um, the Trip Lee, he's from Houston. Oh, that's why. Yeah. So, my... That's why. Uh, because Trip like So, Lecrae, Trip Lee, all these guys, like... I have friends that are uh, just connected to them. Uh, and that's probably why. Yeah, it's it's due to that connection. Yeah, I started listening to them uh, right before my daughter was born, and then just my whole my all all that all Taste the, the music changed. Yeah, just whew. what I, about I took, NF? And uh, he's I like him in moderation. He's like he's yeah. he's like he's like good sipping whiskey, man. It's just like. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll strong. I'll, I'll feel it, and then I can't. I can't mess with it too much. <laughs> so that's the best way I can describe his, yeah. his style and his uh, his albums. Yeah, yeah, they're deep. <laughs> yes, yes. I was listening. That, that... I was listening the other day to a NF album, and it was just trying to get pumped up for work, and I just was like, oh, yeah, let's let's." This, this. So then I had to put on some. Some more mellow, like jazz, BB King, blues type stuff, just to kind of bring myself, my 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 brain waves and my heart level down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I I uh, I've gotten into that genre as well through some friends. Like, I mean, what is it like Christian rap? Is what what it's called? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's what that's um, what they uh, describe it as. Yeah. So one of my one of my friends actually, the the he produced my podcast for a while. Uh, he he used to be a really popular or really popular DJ in Houston, um, so he has some connections there, and he's the one that kind of introduced me to a lot of this stuff. But he, um, his name was DJ Overdose, and when like Houston was like Screw Tape, you know, Central, and that got really popular, and Paul Wall and Chameleon Air and all these guys got popular. Like he was one of the top DJs in Houston, and during that time, and it's crazy because I met him later on and had a conversation, like you know, had many conversations with him. We became friends, and then I heard someone say, like, oh, that's DJ Overdose. And I was like, what? <laughs> that, that was like, because it was 10 years later, you know? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It was, I got, had to get out of that scene, though, when I had my uh, child, because uh, it just wasn't the right place for me to, to, to stay in. I didn't, he didn't feel like it was. But now, 
Um, and I wish the best for him now because I see him like starting to get back into it because um, he's seeing the potential with more of the Christian rap because, you know, he was just all, you know, he was a hip hop. He's a hip hop guy, hip hop head that loves, you know, music. And he just, he felt like the music that he was promoting didn't align with his, with his values uh, at that point. And he grew out of it. But now I see him kind of growing back into it with, uh, with this rise of, of, you know, Lecrae and Andy Minio and uh, NF and um, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Tripoli. Uh, yeah, Tripoli. And then there's, have you, so do you know, um, God, what's that guy's name? Uh, I can't think of his name anymore. There's a guy that, that has recently become popular, um, also from Houston, Southwest Houston. Um, and he's a part of Eric Thomas. Do you know Eric Thomas? Yeah, yeah. So they, they're the ones that made him famous, or they, they kind of helped make him famous, like that group. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. I don't know why. I think I know who you're talking about. Oh, Tobe. Tobe, uh, uh, I can't even say his last name. N-G-I-G-W-E or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he, and he kind of has... I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I just yeah, can't so remember. he... He's also kind of not necessarily Christian rap, but you know, not not he, takes out the profanity and the the negative talk. Um, and he's becoming popular, really popular too. And I that, I love that because <laughs> you know that was one of the reasons I I almost I pretty much stopped listening to hip hop for a couple of years because I just I saw that it was negatively affecting me. I was like, you know, the way I approach relationships, even like I've just I've been given this message of of like you know, women and degrading, like, it's just, it, I felt like I had to get away from it for a little bit. And, and then I became more selective with the type of music that I would listen to. And this, I would just be very selective with the songs. And now it's like a breath of fresh air to see all these people putting out uh, and becoming popular. And, and really, they're talented. Uh, I felt like, you know, Christian rap 10 years ago <laughs> was was just bad it was uh, terrible it, it was whack it just it, there was nothing that, and now yeah now these guys are coming in with a positive message and, and they're they're talented well i think i think a lot of the ones 10 20 years ago they were afraid to share their testimony share their message share their real lives it was just kind of like okay jesus yeah let's do yes. this but now exactly. it's like Oh, you know what? My my mom, she did this, this, and this. My dad did this, this, and this, and this is where I come from. And this is what God's yep. God's done for me and pulled pulled me out of. And I think that helps so much, so many more people than just Jesus. Oh, oh yeah, he's my homeboy. No man, he's yeah, he's more yeah. than your homeboy. So <laughs> now it's now it's it's actually catching, and you're able to listen to it, and you don't feel like it's like someone preaching to you the whole time you know so yeah i i agree with you there and i'm 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 enjoying that so that's that's actually recently like you know nf and and triply and that's that's been the music that i've added most recently to my to my playlist and been listening to more and and tobe and all all these guys because i i so like i love everything about rap as far as like the beats the the lyrics the creativity that goes into it I just didn't like the message, like, and and that was hard for me to reconcile because I'm like, you know, this is my favorite type of music, but I don't feel like it's positively affecting me uh, by listening to it on a regular basis. Hey Amen, dude. Yeah, uh, there's one guy, uh, Propaganda, 
from uh, he's out in California. Yeah, check out his stuff. He started off as a battle rapper, and then he got more into ministry. And he has one album. It's it's more of a spoken word album, but that's the one that caught my my ear. And I've been following him ever since. I I think I've seen him in concert like three or four times. Nice. But just just that message and that 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 re- relate relatability and that that that. I don't know what else, but just that side that side of the genre now it's it's yeah it's, it's, it's a positive message yeah like you can walk away from it feeling good not yeah. feeling like you want to go shoot a cop and uh, cheat on your wife you know what yeah. I mean like well there was it, one, it, there was one of them that uh, actually did a um, an album with his wife they did a and it, and it's talking it's talking about uh, like like intimate moments and like dating your wife or when you, when you do get pissed off at each other. Um, that's by a uh, show Baraka and he, he's one of those guys too. He's um, intelligent and just, and he, and he sees, sees the, the world and the, the Christian religion from a different angle, which is refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, there's such a need for that for that positive message, especially like for for kids who are growing up in urban environments where you know, like like for me, rap was literally the only acceptable music form, and it was all negative uh, or mostly negative. Uh, whereas nowadays, you know, you could still listen to rap and actually get a positive message out of it. Learn something, uh, you know, about relationships. Like NF has one that's like. You know, if you want love and it, you know, talks about, you know, the struggles of, of being in love and all that, it's like, this is so much different than the type of stuff that I would listen to growing up, you know, like, that, that's the complete opposite message, you know, it's like, you know, screw everyone and, you know, side chicks and <laughs> drinking at the club and, and, and getting high and it's like, this is the other end of the spectrum and, and that's so needed um, and that's, I try to, Expose my son to a lot of that stuff too. There's one by it's another one by Show Baraka. It's called uh, Peter Pan, and he's talking about. He's like, yeah, when I was younger, my favorite artist. He was get them hoes and da 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 da, and check me out. And then it kind of progresses when he gets into high school, and then it progresses when he gets into college. And he's like, my my style's changing, but why am I still listening to this? And then at the end of the song, he's like hip-hop's almost 40 50 years old why don't you grow up instead of talking about that stuff still yeah and that one that one i it's it was actually on my um my 2018 end of year playlist on spotify it's like yeah because it's a good song man yeah i'm i i love seeing that because uh like i said the urban kids who grow up in urban environments like they need these positive messages and and now there's people taking that initiative and and there are people who are talented and if they would have talked about other stuff they probably would have gained more success but they were willing to uh you know they weren't willing to compromise their values which is which is pretty awesome there's a uh book that lecrae put out and he, he talks about that too he's like i'll walk into a room and people they would they at that time wouldn't talk to him unashamed yeah have you read it yeah i 
I haven't read it yet. I have it, um, but I haven't read it yet. I yeah. have a queue of books on my on my bookshelf. Yeah, read that uh, one, and then uh, Robot or not Robot, Good Life by Tripoli, and Rise by Tripoli. All all great. Oh, I didn't know that he was writing books too. Yeah, did you know uh, Tripoli's actually a pastor at a church in Vir? I did not know I think that. in Virginia. I had no idea. And yeah, he's got a he's got a small small podcast and stuff. I do, I, I do my research when I'm at work, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm, I, that that's that's a shining light that I see coming out of like this this music this area of uh, or this this phase of music right now. So and that's and I it's funny because you know how we were talking about bombarding with information and stuff, bombarding people. Well, that's what I was doing with this new uh this new experience that i had with this new music that i that i kept hearing and i my my friend anthony uh from anthony's godly guidance podcast he he was like dude i i can't keep up with all these records that you put out or that that you're listening to mm-hmm. and i'm like no you listen to this one, listen to this one listen to this one so that's one reason why i, I did this uh podcast too just to gain new perspective and gain new music and just just let people know hey other options are out there for all aspects of life do you share your playlist no but reggie brought that up to me though you've got to do that <laughs> like you've absolutely got to do that you got to create like a monthly playlist and share it dude because I, I i'm right there with you like i've never uh it's just a lot of work you know, I love good music, but it's a lot of work to find. I used to, so throughout the, my first like four years of college, I would just use my friend's playlist. Like he, he put in all the work and I would, I would go in and like listen to the songs that he, cause we had similar taste in music. We grew up together. Um, and he would do all the work and I'm like, you're doing that right now. Like, I, I want you to put me together a playlist right now. Um, you should definitely do that. that. I think that would be very useful for a lot of people to, because I mean, I can't, I don't have time to do the groundwork. So, you know, st- finding someone like a lot of these rappers, I only found because like I saw a friend post about them or, or they shared a song and it was like, okay, I listened to that with one song and I'm like, wow. But I have friends that share those songs. Like if they just posted it on Facebook, I wouldn't listen to it, but they sent it directly to me. Um, and that's how like, okay, I, they're like, hey, you need to check this guy out because they know I appreciate rap and they know I appreciate a positive message. So they specifically sent that to me. And that's how I was able to like really discover some of these other artists that I would have never discovered and probably would have, you know, still mostly, you know, stopped listening to rap, uh, but but have been able to, uh, you know, get more of that in my life and, and do it in a way that's positive. So uh, I think you can help a lot of people by doing that. Yeah, I've been cause, yeah, I've been talking with Reggie about putting something like that together, Reggie Shaw, and then uh, also I do that a lot with uh, like guys like Cliff Jones and a couple other my buddies. Just like okay, here, 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 and but yeah, I'll, that that could be coming real soon. That could be coming. Oh, I want to see it. You okay? Okay, uh, I'll I'll uh, continue talking with Reggie about it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, you could just do like a Spotify and share it, right? Uh, I believe I believe so. Like I'm texting, or even just like you know my top ten songs of January 2019, something like that. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. 
So I would listen because through this conversation, it, it's apparent to me that we probably have a very similar taste in music or in, in, in hip hop as far as that's concerned. Um, and I would I would love to discover new songs. Like I was taking notes right now because uh, I I want be- I want good music with a positive message, and I want to be able to you know have that for my for my son. I want to expose him to that early on. Yeah, that was one of the reasons why I went into a lot of that music is because I didn't want my daughter listening oh to to, to that message. And now, Dad, can you put on "You Can't Stop Me" by Andy Mineo? And she'll "You Can't Stop Me." She'll be in the back seat, and we'll just yeah. Do, no, that was the same thing for me. Is uh, that's when I stop. I mostly stop listening to rap when my when my son like when he got to about one and I was like, he can, he can understand this. Like I need to turn this off. Yeah. Like I don't want him, I don't want him learning this at this young of an age. And then it wasn't until probably a year and a half, two years later where I was like, Oh wow, there's actually talented artists that, that are putting out a positive message. I had no idea. Um, so maybe that's something that you can help more people discover. Cause I feel like most people don't, don't really know that, that that's available. Well, uh, and then uh, I feel truly blessed living here in Colorado. Colorado has a like a slew of just Christian hip hop artists. There's a lot of them out here. That's and, awesome. And a lot of a lot of bands and stuff. So, and I've I've been connected with kind of like on a, how I do with uh, the Dad's Edge Alliance, like connecting with all these uh, different entrepreneurs and dads and doctors and stuff. I connect with these guys too. Build a big network, and I and I try and promote their music as much as possible. So there's a speaking of that um, perfect perfect little plug for uh, Genesis. Uh, he has a he, one of his early episodes, or one of my early episodes. He's on um, with uh, he has a Christ centered records. Uh-huh. They're uh, located down in Colorado Springs. But yeah, go look him up on Spotify, and he he has some good people over there on that that record label. So that's awesome. And then and... Uh, and then I'm having another guy on in about two three weeks. Uh, Kamoy. Uh, I've I've worked, sounds familiar. I've I've worked with him uh, a couple times. Um, I think you can find them on kamoimusic.com or something like that. I, I don't have my wallet down here. But yeah, look definitely look him up. Because we did a show with him a couple years back, and he actually goes to my church. So I am looking forward to jumping <laughs> into this, this new music. This, uh, so that, that question went on for a while. And this might be a, a split episode. <laughs> yeah. You a question, and then we dove into to uh, you know some some good stuff. I got I got tons of notes now after that one question about your favorite album. So did did you have any more questions or? That's all I got, man. You're good. We can go on another four. No, I'm just kidding. I actually, <laughs> actually got to get get ahead now. Yeah, I, I, I know. I'm sure your daughter's up there waiting for you. Yeah. So, um, man, is there uh, anywhere online where people can? Come find your stuff. Come find you. Uh, listen yeah, to podcasts, yeah. your services, anything. So the best place. Uh, I know not everyone's on Instagram, but I love Instagram for health information. It's like so much I fun. feel like Instagram is becoming one of those places where you can really 
if you're finding the right people, you're, you can get some really solid information and it's a really intimate platform. Like, so I like Instagram. If you're on Instagram, my handle is your nutrition prescription. Uh, so you can find me there. No spaces, no underscores, just your nutrition prescription. That's the name of my podcast as well. You can find that on iTunes, Spotify, Google play, everything else that, that, that you know, all of the other platforms. I'm not even sure what all, I find it on like play FM and all this other weird <laughs> stuff that I'd never heard of before. So, uh, it's all over the place. And then, uh, Facebook, if you like Dr. Adrian Chavez is my Facebook page. Um, you know, Facebook is, I don't, I don't prefer that, that platform. So, uh, if you want to reach out to me, I think the best way is Instagram, uh, for now, if you're listening to this early in 2019, we'll see if that's still the case a year from now. Cause I've been in business for about a year and a half, two years now. And, uh, stuff's getting a little bit busy. So, uh, and if, and if you can't find him, let me know and I'll, I'll, I'll connect you to some, uh, some of the stuff and with him. So. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, the, but you know, usually just a direct message if you need to get directly in contact with me on Instagram is a, is a good place to go. Cool. Cool, man. I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you to the remix of dad listeners. Uh, is there any last words you want to, you want to give us any, no. any, any, any little chicken nuggets or something that you want to give us? <laughs> Uh, nothing in particular, definitely not chicken nuggets, um, maybe like some uh, smoothie or something, but uh, yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on, I think it was, I mean, I, I, I love what you're doing as far as like, you know, getting dads uh, thinking about this type of stuff and, and, and really uh, having them, you know, connect with their their side still, uh, because a lot of us get caught up in, you know, I'm a dad, that's my role, I have to do everything dadly and this is you know i gotta listen to frozen all day and really that's not uh you know we still need to be us because we we need to teach our children how to be adults and we need to set the best example and if all we do is listen to frozen and then they get with their friends and they start listening to you know all of this you know all you know these terrible yeah terrible influences i think it's really important to introduce your kids to better music early on and really who you are in general early on and not really not revolve your entire life around your kids um but still be you and show them that look you know you you can i'm not just that i'm still a human being and and i'm i'm an adult and this is what you know this is the type of music that i like and i want to introduce you to my music and my movies because we're shaping our kids and, and we're not, we're not teaching them to be kids forever. Uh, we're teaching them to be adults, men, women, uh, who need to, who are going to develop their own taste and the best that we can guide them, I think, or, you know, the, the more that we can expose them to, I think is going to help us better guide them. Couldn't have said it better, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, All guys. Right, well, I'm remix the dad. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Hey, guys. So I had a little bit extra that we were talking about. We, Adrian and I could have gone like another four or five hours, but I kept it recording and thought I could share some other insights and some other 
kind of background between me and him. Um, it's awesome. Great nuggets. Check it out. put out this negative message um he didn't feel morally right and i'm like you don't have to like people are getting popular on 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 better messages nowadays dude honestly it's taken me because I, I i quit rapping for a couple mm -hmm. years for a couple years now and it's taken me up until just recently to realize that's that's where i'm at i can't that's it i i i can't release a message that I don't agree with, but somehow it's still in my my heart and that I'm it's coming out. And then God's given me this other platform, like the podcast, to release a different message that I agree with and it's aligned with with who I want to be. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you don't you don't put out any songs anymore. Yeah. Have you thought about it? I've thought about it. I've worked on some stuff. But I just, I, I, I can't do it. All right. I guess I, that's a limiting belief, but I just, I, I won't do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Him and I have had this conversation. Because, I mean, when he was rapping, like, he was just, he, it was a creative outlet. He loved it. And he stopped doing it. And he's like, man, I miss it. But then I'm like, then do it. <laughs> just do it. Put out the positive message. Who cares if anyone listens? Like, maybe it's just for you. Do it in your own, you know, in your own closet and, and you don't have to put it out, but just that creativity and doing what you love is so important. Um, I so I, I almost, every, I talk to him at least a couple, every couple of weeks and try to convince him to get back into it. Cause uh, you know, I, ju I just think that everyone needs to, like you said, that creative outlet, like I think everyone needs to have it. And, and uh, yeah, I kind of lost that, uh, that, that. I don't know. Like I'll, I'll get, I'll get away. Yeah, the joy of it. Like, I'll get too uh -huh. technical and get too, um, like, that perfection, the perfectionism. And then also I still see myself as, as that, that little white kid who's trying to be like Eminem and stuff. And and I, and I hear the, those negative voices and stuff, so, but. Do it. <laughs> now you need to now you need to start putting out songs too. <laughs> I'm gonna push you to do both. So, I'll, uh, they do have a nice little studio over at the library, and I don't ha I don't have a my recording studio. A recording studio over at the library. Wow, that's amazing. And I started uh, I started working on um, a new intro for the podcast on it. And it was sounding pretty good, but a bit more uh, professional than my iPhone studio <laughs> that I have. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, and then I, I did start writing some stuff down. So I may, you may see something coming up here within the next month or two, or three, or never. No, I'm just kidding. That'll, you may see something. So that'd be awesome. I I'd love to hear it. So. All right, man. Well, I got to get going, but thank you so much, All right, man. man. Have fun with your, uh, have fun with the family. Oh, you have, what are you doing today? Oh, you got, you're going to see, uh, yeah, yeah, you can go see the girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
spending some time. I might, I might actually introduce her to my mom tonight. So kind of getting kind of getting a little bit serious. Uh, so optimistic about where where it can go. Oh man, dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, you yeah. have fun and uh, tell her I said hello. All right, man. All see right. you. See ya. Later. Thank you.